Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We are sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, and no paywalls. Just a great podcast app for everybody. Get it for free in the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Becoming an accidental public figure? Literally the worst fate imaginable. Oh. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, would you like a feelings update? Always. Okay, so I'm getting married in a couple days. Yes, so those are the good feelings. Those are the good feelings. Um... A lot of feelings, mostly good. A little we, bit of stress in there. Let's go through the full spectrum. Yeah, I anger, mean, I, I, happiness, <laughs> sadness, grief, grief, depression. No, no, I would say I am ninety percent ecstatic and ten percent like maybe five percent frazzled. That's actually a pretty good percentage for me. I, I think I was ignoring the signs for a while that I was stressed, and then I woke up on Saturday uh, a couple of days ago, and I was like, I am undeniably stressed. Like it, it all came out. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of silly me because I go on. A sh- I we have this show about feelings and meta thinking and re- recognizing your own feelings, and I took none of my own advice. But that's why we're so good at this, is because we fuck up constantly, and yeah, so we can that's tell true. people like very. We can tell people like very concretely what not to do because we have done that. Yeah, and I, I just noticed like stuff I was doing that's that's a little abnormal. Like I've run more miles in the past like two weeks than I have like in years, just because I keep going running, not like obsessively, but like once or once a couple times. For Four or five times a week, I would go for a run and I would insist upon it. Like, I need to go for a run today just for like the stress relief. Um, I also started going to bed at like 9.30 just so I could lay in the dark. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, this is a little weird. I think you're kind of feeling the stress. Jen. Uh, but I will say once I acknowledged it, I feel a lot better. You've this become great. an emo. I became an emo kid. <laughs> I should grow my bangs. I know. Listening to The Cure with the lights off. Oh yeah. Oh, you poor dear. I, you also, you teased oh, yes. a story before we started recording. Jen was like, Trent, I have a nemesis. I, and I was like, tell nemesis. me everything. Okay, and she so said, this is the opposite of love. And she said, not until we start recording. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it into a microphone. Um, okay, so do you remember a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago? The snails. When I said, yes. Baseball. Yes. Yes. Okay, sorry, sorry. Oh my God, you just read my mind. Oh, keep talking though, because wow. they don't know because they can't fantastic. read your mind. Okay, yeah. Okay, so a couple episodes ago, I was talking about, um, I am on a, a very casual softball league with coworkers and friends, and we meet on Mondays, and we play 16-inch softball, which is a huge ball. It's kind of a Chicago thing that other cities don't do. Anyway, and we have been historically a very bad team. We have a <laughs> great time. We scream a lot, we jump around, we Sounds get like excited, but we're bad team. at it. Yeah, but we're just bad at it. Until recently, uh, we've had a very good season. Spectacular, really, for us. And we beat a team that like won last year's league. That's very good. Like A lot of big fellas, a lot of home runs, a lot of crushing us. But we beat them, and then someone on Facebook went on like a, went on, like, a public Facebook group and was like, it's so weird that they're winning. This is the most shocking thing to ever happen. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of passive-aggressive rudeness. Okay, hold that in the back of your mind. Okay, got now, it. Now, we're going to go back to our last softball game I played in. We were getting crushed. It was like 10-0 in the seventh, and we were about to get mercy ruled, which means like just <laughs> you just stop playing to yeah. save you the embarrassment. Right. Everyone gets to go home early. I think everybody has been mercy killed. Yeah, yeah. at some point, at something, yeah. you will just, you know. You just have to give up. You just give up. <laughs> <laughs> if you go home 
and you shake it off or you run stadium subs till you throw up so you never let it happen again. I don't know. (laughs) So we were down and I hit the ball and I can't really do that. So I hit the ball just like a tiny little bit and I made it to first and then something miraculous happened and I kept running and I made it to second. Wow, huge deal. Again, it was scoreless at this point. And my soon-to-be husband... Wait, it was yes. it was scoreless across the board? No, or? it was 10 to 0. So scoreless on our for, side. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just double-checking. Personally and on our team, scoreless. scoreless. <laughs> uh, so my soon-to-be husband swung the bat, and he also made it to first. Good job. And, <laughs> and so I was at this point on third. So I'm like ready to be the one... Yeah. I, if I score, we don't be mercy ruled. Yeah. So I was so fucking ready. I was like, oh my God, I'm the hero. I'm the hero of this game. It's me. And uh, the guy on the other team who was near third, he's a, he's a third baseman. Short no, base. he's just the third baseman. Let's just say that. He, uh, he yells at the ump, hey, they should make sure they swing through. As in like, if you don't swing, you're bunting and bunting is not allowed. Wow. So basically okay. they accused us of, he, not they, he, this one guy yelled at the ump saying that we were cheating. Wow. I know. Quite an allegation to make to, on a team that is losing by 10. I know. He got, and we're about to be mercy rolled. I'm about to prevent us from, I'm about to allow us to keep playing more softball. Right. Like, even if you were cheating or something, like, they should let you get away with it because it's fucking 16 inch softball. A lot of teams do that. They like, fake that we can that they like purposely drop the ball so you can keep playing and because it, it's fun yeah <laughs> not this guy what a dish so he's like make sure you swing through and he yelled that at my student be husband who then replied <laughs> he replied like hey it's not my fault i'm weak good job honey way to stick up for I your manhood that. yeah it was really funny oh it was uh, so great yes, I li- <laughs> sticking up for himself kind of and it's all to himself at the same time because he to him nobility and morality are more important than athleticism. Yeah. And ain't that the truth? So we lose the game. Sure. Get in the car. And my partner goes, that was the same guy from Facebook. (gasps) I know. Are you for real? And I was like, how'd you know that? And I guess he like looked, stalked that guy on Facebook. I don't know. But yeah, I have a nemesis. Can we flatten his tires. Yeah, I need to do something. I, we're going to fill an envelope full of dead bugs and mail it to his house. Yeah, this is the great part about a nemesis. I don't have to get to know him at all. No. I don't need to find out like his, his sympathetic qualities or that he has children or cute dogs or a lovely spouse. Don't care. I just hate it. Fuck his spouse. Actually, do it. Fuck his spouse. <laughs> find them. The ultimate And revenge. seduce them. Take a bath. Take a bubble bath with his dad. With his Dad. And send him pictures. Take a shower with it. Take his <laughs> mom on a nice vacation. Do you think that taking a shower with a person's parent or taking a bath, bath, bath bubble bath, because you're sitting like, in it? So the thing about the shower is that, like, that that was spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the bubble bath? You had to set up. You had to get the rose <laughs> petals. You had to stop at lush for the bath, bath salts, bombs. the right. bath bombs, exactly. Candles. Showers, just like we need to get wet together. Uh, bathing, ba- bathing together. Bathing together. That's in something general. else entirely. Let's, yeah. All right. Well, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, trying to think of new creative ways to get back at this motherfucker. Yeah. Let's fill one of those giant softballs full of like angry slugs, and then he'll hit it, and then the slug will fall over him. I'm gonna pee gross. into a water balloon and. That's way Well, better. you know what I'll do next? Throw it at him. <laughs> it's way better. I gotta find out where this guy lives. I know I could find out. I probably shouldn't find out. Okay, let's go on a completely different topic. My snails, I caught them mid-coitus Oh, today. my goodness. Whoa. They get randy after I clean out their terrariums. 
Oh, really? They so do. they like it when you, after you've cleaned up, they, that puts them in the mood? Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's newly, like, extra damp in there or something. Oh, yeah, it is. But, like, there was some inflation. And, oh, no. No, for real. Like, they fuck in there. Wow. They absolutely. Inflation. So, so the, the way that a snail finds a lover is they have, so they, they have. They go on Tinder? <laughs> no, they go on. Oh, I wanted to think of I a know, snail me too. Pun, I was hoping one. it would come to you, too. I was I, like. I was She's ready for it. it. No, we don't have it. I was hoping for inspiration yeah. to strike. It did not. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so they get horny for each other because what they do is so they, ha- they have eyes on their little stalks and they can only really see like uh, shapes and like sh- shadows. They can't really see very oh. well. Literally all they do is crawl around until they find food or something to fuck. That's their whole life. Ain't same. <laughs> <laughs> Today I gave them a peeled strawberry and Ooh, I, I bet know, they loved that. They did. One of them one of them got onto the strawberry and so they have you know the eye socks, but they also have little nibblers for their mouths. They just look like little tiny little nub, nubby stalks. Uh-huh. And he just I just saw him just chewing on the strawberry and then he just fell asleep oh, and curled up out. onto the strawberry. Oh, you're giving them such nice little lives. I, Jen, it's I— It's like they're all in a retirement home, fucking and eating. <laughs> that is what I want is because I never want something to, like, live in my house just for my pleasure. Like, I want them to have a good time. Oh, I totally agree. I feel that way about plants, too. Like, I like it when my plants serve some kind of purpose to help bees. Not all of them do, but it feels nice. That reminds me of the delightful saga of you getting a baby swimming pool for your Labrador oh, Retriever. Yeah. Okay. This Sometime. is called. This is called an impulse buy. Oh, it was such a good move. Yeah, I uh, I asked Mavi if she would like a pool, and she responded with her characteristic silence, and I interpreted <laughs> that as a yes. So I went online and I bought her a forty-five dollar pool. Perfect. And it doubles as a bath, like a bathtub for dogs. So I was like, oh, this is so practical. No, it's not. It's just a pool for us. But uh, it's and fun. She, and I filled it uh, with the hose. And she is not, she's wild over the hose. Like, it is a thing. Like, she, she cannot get enough of it. She likes to chase it around, spray it in her face, get water up her nose. It's a whole thing. Good girl. Uh, so I thought doing that would make her more interested in the pool. And kind of. She's kind of interested in it. She, stepped, she taps around in it. <laughs> Gets her little paws wet. I tried to like grabbed all of her toys that would float and threw them in the pool. I even grabbed a cup. So I was like, kids in bathtubs like look to pour water. Maybe I'll be interested in this. <laughs> kinda. Yeah, kinda, I would say. I'm becoming one of those parents that's like, that was $45. Get in the goddamn pool. <laughs> have fun now. You're going to have summertime fun immediately. Mandatory fun. Wow. That's so great, though. Thank you. I think that sounds like a lot of fun if you just put, what if you just brought out a lawn chair, have your feet in for a little dip? That's exactly it. Have a little fruity drink. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I will say, I sat by the pool for a while, screaming, she's in, she got in, <laughs> every time she, like, touched her nose to the water or drank. She likes to drink out of it. I think she just thinks I bought her a very large <laughs> dog bowl. That's so great. It's like, you got me a gigantic coffee cup. Thank you, Thank Jen. you so much. This is so good. Wow, I didn't know this existed. Cool. Because <laughs> I have no frame of reference. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait. Yes. Should we... Answer a question. Yeah, let's do it. I like this question. We don't even need to lead into it. Just fucking go, Jen. Let's do it. Hi, Jen and Trin. How do you make professional friends online without being a total jagweed? Great question. I'm a copywriter, and I mostly write articles for my company's blog and magazine. They are pushing us, the writers, more and more to have an online presence. Ugh. I have a Twitter account that I use for lurking, rarely for posting. I have 47 followers. This is the way I like it. I have an Instagram that I want to keep private because I post pictures of my nieces and nephews. I don't want to do this. They want us to use our personal accounts to network and post our brand's content. 
I try to do a good job at my job, but mostly it's not the kind of stuff that I personally would post. Plus, posting my own article seems like putting framed selfies up in my (laughs) house, and the selfies have my company's uh, watermark on them. Regardless, looks like I have to do it. But how? I don't understand what people mean when they say to find the people who are talking about your thing online. Does that mean just like tweeting something into thin air without hashtags and hoping someone notices? Adding strangers in my field out of nowhere seems like such a weird thing to do. Do you insert yourself in other people's conversations? That also seems obnoxious. I would love any advice. Pronouns she, her. So the question that you start out with is, how do you make professional friends online without being a total jagweed? And we could definitely answer that question, but that's actually not what's happening here at all. I know. We have to talk about how fundamentally incorrect this whole, this whole situation is. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jen is a community manager, and Jen has a personal Twitter account that she'll occasionally post about work. But it is kind of up to her job to be compelling enough for her to want to post on her personal account. Right. You're not mandated to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for what it's worth, you could share that Trin and I both work at companies that people might recognize. And you can tell them that we both say neither of these companies make us do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For what it's worth. It's really bullshit that they're making you do this now because you said that they're pushing us more and more to do this, which means it wasn't stated in your contract when you first got this job. So they're having you do more work and it's under a completely different umbrella than writer. Absolutely. Oh my God, Trin. Yes, they are. They want you to be a public face, a public figure of the company. You should get paid more for that. Yes. They also want you to be the marketing department. Uh, you should get paid more for that because you're taking on like a bunch of roles here. And this is such a half-baked plan. I remember in college, I had an internship to be like the social media intern for a, for a website that like connected people with lawyers and attorneys in the area. You don't need a social media presence for that, okay? They would be like, go make content. Go make us go viral. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It's totally meaningless. It is. And even if you were able to make something viral, what does that do for your company anyway? Artists go viral all the time. They make no money off And they make no money and their art gets stolen. Like, it's, it's, um, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is the end goal here? Like, my first piece of advice, well, our first piece of advice will relate to, like, the business professional side of this. And then we'll talk about answering your question directly. Right, right, right. So, like, I would, I guess I would go to the people higher up and I would try to find out what is the end goal here. How will you know if you've done a good job when you have 100 followers? Okay, so what happens when you have 100 followers? Did anything in your, like, company's margins change? Did you get any more clicks on your articles? I really doubt it. If people just have no, very little understanding of what it means to post your stuff online. Yeah, I, I just feel like this comes out of a total unknowing of online. A total misunderstanding. Like, okay, the Twitter account for Cards Against Humanity has like 120,000 followers, something like that. And just so everyone's aware, that doesn't equal money, doesn't equal selling games, doesn't, like, we still, uh, if I post something on Ka Twitter, it it might nudge the needle on a certain project like very little. Sometimes people ask us to post on Twitter about like their nonprofit or their project. And I, I do it sometimes. Um, I do it for visibility, but that cannot be the only way that your project gets attention. It should be one out of a thousand ways that you're trying to get attention for your project, you know, because think about it. Of the 120,000 followers on that, on that Twitter account, how many of them are like real people that actively use Twitter? Right. Not that many. How many of them are bots? How many of them are online at the moment and very interested in this project? Like the number just gets smaller and smaller. And how many are following just for like jokes and memes and stuff? Yeah. You know? And then disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> 
But just so you know, the only thing that ever moves the needle on people's projects is like online and on Twitter is like maybe a celebrity tweets about right. it or one of our newsletters. Our newsletters like boost shit entirely. That's amazing. But it's like just ran- one random ass tweet is nothing. It's nothing. And a celeb, getting a celeb to post about it is such a huge maybe. Yeah. I agree with Jen. I think you need an actual list of goals that you need, that you are supposed to accomplish. And if they don't have that, then I encourage you, oh, man, it sucks because I don't, I'd hate to tell anybody like you got to fight your boss. But I like th- this is, I think, this is an inappropriate thing to ask of a person. Further, this asker is a she, her. And when you become a public figure or when you merge your personal and your professional life online, honestly, I don't necessarily recommend it because you really open yourself up to a lot of uh, targeting. And uh, people are not nice to women online. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So if your company does something that makes the news or some people don't like, they will find you on the internet. You will become found and yeah. you, will have to, you will have to be the person that like handles this. And I don't think that's fair. Unless yeah. you're even, it's not even fair if you are the marketing department that you have to do that. Yeah. God help you if you work in like tech or games. Oh like, God. Holy fucking shit. Requiring an employee to be a public figure on behalf of your company requires the extra payment of being a community manager. And it's that fucking simple. This information is not for the asker, but this is for anybody who like owns a company or is a manager. For whatever 40 or 50 or 60 or whatever followers a person has, that's their audience that they built without you and you need to pay them for that too. Yeah. If they're bringing you an audience, pay for it. Right. I, I mean, and, and I say this as somebody who often posts about their work and, and I do it, you know, for a variety of reasons. It benefits me to talk about what I'm working on because in the future, people will have known that I did that. And talking about my writing and talking about this stuff forms connections. There is a way to make professional friends online without being a total dragweed. And, and we can tell you how to do that. That's not what's happening here. They don't want you to make friends. They want you to, like, post uh, fucking flyers all over town. Yeah. They want you to find cust—go find us customers. They want you to be their, like, street team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is largely ineffective. Yeah, and unpaid. Yeah, <sighs> and you know, the more often you post about your work, I—this I, is just an anecdotal thing. I think the more often you post about the articles you write or stuff, I think the less potency it has. Yeah. Like, people are less interested if you post all the time. It's like, why at Cards Against Humanity— we email our huge mailing list like once or twice a year. And if ever we're unsure if we should send an email, we always don't. Like, don't bother people unless you have something interesting to say. Does your company have something interesting to say? So all of this is to say, Asker, you are totally right to be miffed that you are being asked to do this. Man, I don't know what words you would say to your boss because like, I guess maybe you would talk to the, there's got to be a community manager. There's got to be a marketing team that this is coming through. I'm not sure there is. I feel like they're replacing what should be a community manager or marketing team. They're just giving this job to the writers. Yeah, that's bullshit. That is really, really bullshit. I mean, if there's a writing team, you may want to talk to them about this and figure out how to talk to the higher ups about it. Yeah. Can you find out what other companies are doing, how they're doing it? Because they're definitely not doing that. No, not successful ones. No. I mean, and there, as a writer, sometimes it's beneficial to make your work more public, you know, beneficial to you personally. And if that were true, I would encourage you to do this. But it sounds like you prefer the way things have been. And them requiring you to do this is shitty. Are they saying you have to or you'll be fired? Yeah, what is what is the ask here? You might want to get it in writing, yeah. honestly, because this is like, I feel like you're being set up to fail and that's not fair. Yeah, I agree. 
Let's talk about the practical part of this, which is, should I jump in on hashtags? Should I tweet my article? Should I do these things? If you were the type of person who wants to share your work publicly, that is actually not a bad place to start. Finding hashtag video games or hashtag orthopedic software or whatever is a great way to find people to follow. The first thing that you would do if you wanted to do this is to join the community by finding them, following them, seeing what the current conversation is. And then, yes, you do jump in if you feel like it's appropriate or you don't or you fave. But the first step is getting familiar with the tone of the conversation that's already happening online. Yeah, yeah. You know, same etiquette online as offline, right? Like if you're joining a new community space, you wouldn't burst on the door and start screaming. Right. Maybe you would. <laughs> I hope not. I hope you don't. Yeah. I would also, oh, I hate that I'm even asking you to do this, but maybe put like where you work in your title or, or the word writer in your bio with an avatar of something that res- something recognizable. It just really sucks. Can I, so here's the other thing. If they're requiring their employees to uh, identify where they work online, Like, that's like pasting advertisement on a place. Yeah, they're trying to make you a walking advertisement. And that is so shitty. To no end either. Like, there's no... You know, here's the thing about this too. They, It sounds like they're making you do all the work with, like, none of the reward. And they're also not setting guidelines. Yeah. Like, what if you posted, like, your R-rated fanfic? Fuck the police. Yeah, what if you posted... orthopedics. Yeah, Yeah, like... (laughs) I guess my real piece of advice is be your entire weird self online and see what happens. Oh my God, that's funny. It's like they're asking their employees to wear branded t-shirts all Every the time. Every day. Especially even when you're not at work. Yeah. You, you know? can't require that of anyone, which also means you have to be on your best behavior. Okay, so I was on like a cross-country team in college and it was understood on the team that if you are going to a bar or drinking or doing something you're not supposed to be doing, don't fucking wear your cross-country, don't wear a shirt that says right. Loyola cross-country on it. Yes. Yeah, duh. Okay, like, if I'm up to no good, I'm not wearing my friendship shirt. <laughs> so, like, that's not fair. They're asking you to, like, not be yourself, but be authentic, which makes no sense. And also, everything you've ever tweeted is now, like, public record. You yeah. Know? And it is true that it always was. However, you're, there's a spotlight on you now. You are trying to draw attention to your entire Twitter record. Honestly, maybe the solution... Well, the ideal solution is they pay everybody a little bit more and everybody gets to make their own, like, uh, work Twitter account that doesn't merge with their personal stuff. yep. Like, that would be, I'd say, like, the only solution where everybody's happy. But, like, this is not a happy place right now. Yeah. So if you make this work-ish account thing, don't answer any tweets or engage with it during the hours that you're not working. Oh, yeah. Okay? Don't do that. Not until you're paid. (sighs) I hate this so much. I know baby boomers think social media is like this hilarious thing you sprinkle on top but of like a project and then it'll magically make you money and make you go viral and get lots of attention and you'll be on Fox News and it'll all go great. But marketing is not something you sprinkle on top at the end of a project. It has to be baked in. I so you Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's like, Trin, you're, you're part of Kickstarter. So the most successful projects are inherently exciting. There's already inherently something exciting to talk about. You have to, you can't think of marketing at the end Like, okay, here's my project. Now go market this. It's like, no, from the beginning, how are you going to talk about this? I agree with Jen. I think marketing needs to be baked into the project. We even say at Kickstarter, um, you know, don't start your marketing when you launch your campaign. You know, you have to start your marketing before it's launched. Figure out who your audience is. Um, If you're making a whimsical, silly game, find the whimsical, silly community. If you're making a Euro-style game, you better be on fucking board game geek and talking to people. It's just like, you know what it is? is that the company that you work at, Asker, doesn't, and we've kind of been like flying around this this whole time, 
They don't want to pay a full-time community manager. Totally. So they want to sprinkle the job amongst all of these people that don't know how to do it, and they will get what they paid for, which is nothing. Exactly. Yeah, they think instead of giving the job to one dedicated person, they're giving a little bit to everybody, and that'll have some return. No, it won't. It won't. It won't. It will not be effective. Oh, man. Man, it sucks because they fundamentally misunderstand marketing and social strategy. And um, you know, there's a reason why this is a job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't want to send you into a fight, but we also like are cool with you sending this episode to your boss. Yeah. And uh, I am so into the idea of you arming yourself with some edu- some educational tools about this. Yes. Okay. Because like, you know, Trin, you mentioned brand and voice and stuff earlier. That brings up a whole other slew of questions. You're a writer. But how, how do you write about your company? What do you say when you talk about your company? How do you explain it to other people? That is like, um, like MailChimp has this amazing guidebook that they make available to the public. And it's like a huge PDF, well-designed, that explains how the customer service team talks to employees, how their accounting team talks to clients, how people that work at MailChimp can accurately explain it to other people. Do you have any kind of guidebook at your company for this? Because this is like, there's a reason this is an entire department or a dedicated role at most companies. Google the MailChimp thing, though. It's called like the MailChimp uh, style guide. That's what it's called. It's really great. If things get really bad, what I want you to do is find your boss's Twitter account yes, and go to his like first tweets and then print them out, put them on his desk with the company logo or watermark on them. Oh my God. Just like the worst takes, you know, yeah. like, like sports tweets, tweets about, uh, I don't know, what do dumb dudes who have management jobs tweet about. Uh, I think they yell at people at softball games. Go on Facebook and find his <laughs> oldest profile picture yes. and just paste it. Find paste. his MySpace. Oh, does, does this still exist? I don't know, I don't but know. I do know you can find somebody's Snapfish. What the fuck is Snapfish? It was like an old like photo bucket oh, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah oh, find his old bucket. photo bucket. Photo bucket. <laughs> like, like this is what you are encouraging people to do to you when you merge <laughs> your professional. And like, I, I hate this because like this is, you know, our fucking life. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. We're telling you, do, don't do what we do. Get but, out of it before you can. It's not too late for you. <laughs> but I also feel like you and I have, over the many years that we've done this, like been able to figure out what our public face looks like. Oh my God. Absolutely. You know? And you know that you, you figure that out over the years by kind of fucking up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have not been given the opportunity to like do a trial run or get any kind of training or And this just isn't your job. So why does it? It is a job. Yeah, it's a job. And I want to convince your boss of that. And I don't know how. So, I mean. It's hard, right? Because like I I couldn't go up to this guy. I assume it's a guy. (laughs) Just assumed. And said, when I tweet about Jeopardy, you have to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know it inherently sounds wacky. Okay. What do you mean when you tweet your every thought you should get paid? Well, it's not quite like that. Okay. It's when I talk about projects and get people excited about them. That's my job. Right. I just, uh, so where do we go from here? We've identified that the asker is being asked to do something unreasonable that they should not have to do. And uh, it may be, we don't have really details about their coworkers, but their coworkers may be participating in this and maybe enjoying it and enjoying the new platform and retweeting each other. I would love to figure out if we could give a loose gameplay for if people are really into it. Yep. And if people are really not into it. Yeah, I think you got to do some information gathering. This doesn't mean gossip. If you have a trusted coworker you can gossip with, that's okay. But I do think you can talk to your coworkers and be like, how's this going for you? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm having a hard time with it. You can say that. Would ask your coworkers, would it be really weird for you if somebody pulled up a tweet from 2008 and like and said like, oh, uh, this legal company endorses the Philadelphia Flyers? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, right. like, like they're are, do they know what kind of a public role they have now, even with 47 followers or whatever it is, when you tag something with your company or you put your company in your profile, that's, that's a, that's a move. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, do your bosses who want you to do this, do they know what a retweet is? And do they know what a retweet does not equal endorsement means in someone's Twitter bio? Do they know any of the language of this? Do, How do, yeah. I mean, do they exist in this world at all? Like, I feel like the main, it's funny because like, I think what we're narrowing in on without realizing it is we want the asker to sow discord in the ranks if everybody likes this. I know. But that's the thing is like, if there's no discord, they're not thinking about this hard enough. Like if they are not thinking like everything I've ever tweeted is now pump like company property. Like what happened? It is. Yeah. Your lawyer should be considering this. Like it's, it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They've given very little thought into the implications of this. And your boss hasn't thought of this either. I think you can make very pointed questions of what is our policy if uh, somebody tries to find us online? What is our company policy if we have like some kind of Gamergate situation? Yeah. What is our company policy if someone tweets me asking for customer service help? I'm not trained in that. Right. What is our policy if someone finds me online and won't stop messaging me? What's our policy if I get put on a SWAT list? Yeah. (laughs) What's our policy if I want to talk about politics freely, which I should be able to do on my own personal Twitter account. Ask your boss what other companies that he knows that have this policy that we are like borrowing guidelines from. Oh, yeah. Like, has he talked to anybody else that has this company policy? Like, has it gone well for them? Has your boss talked to the marginalized workers that will ultimately be the most affected by this policy? I think that it will be very easy (laughs) to make people worry about this with real questions. Yeah, I would take your concerns to the people that will actually, that will really hear them. And you don't have to sound as panicked as Trent I do right now, but these are serious questions. They are. And like, I wouldn't post about Kickstarter projects or things I'm working on if I didn't know that they would have my back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, 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 take a lot of care in what I tweet, even though I shit post quite a lot. Like, I don't do anything. Shit post with care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't really say anything that I wouldn't be, like, you know, standing by. And I delete my tweets all the time. Like, there's no way in fucking Christ that I've only tweeted 7,000 times since oh, yeah, 2008. Oh, yeah, I delete mine. Right. I go, I have, like, a backlog thing that deletes old tweets, yeah. Right. And, like, your company needs to be able to say to you, we will stand behind you if things go poorly. You need to believe them. Yeah, that's so true. Trent and I, I think I, I think I personally forget how lucky we are that we're in the situation we're in where we have these public figures, but we, uh, or we have these public facing jobs, but we also get to choose, choose what we say. Um, I've never been quieted. If anything, it's like working here has helped me find my voice a lot and that we will not be fired for what we say on Twitter. Yeah, man. Like that's the other thing is like we need, you need a very clear outline about what is an offensive tweet now. Yeah, absolutely. Like if your boss doesn't believe you on this because they think, because they think the internet is like silly. Fake. um, Yeah, fake. They think it's fake. uh, There, go read about people that have been fired for what they say. Like go read about, um, uh, go read about Gamergate and how, yeah, go read about Gamergate. What if that happens here? Yeah. Uh, well, that that's garbage. I, I mean, I, I have no other advice other than get out of this situation. 
I guess my other piece of advice is let's talk a little bit about internet etiquette and how to talk to people on Twitter. Sure. Yeah. You can post your own articles. I think that's fine. Oh, I, I yeah. don't think that's weird at all. I don't even think it's too weird to... Well, so a lot of people on Twitter follow a lot of people. So it's often not strange to post your article more than once in like a week yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's weird. Um, it takes uh, a few times for people to see what you're doing. Yeah. There is literal software that you can... Like companies and empires have been built on finding out the best time to tweet an article out. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's just yet another thing that your company isn't thinking of. Right. Yeah. Like there are uh, ways to test like what the best like headline or title yeah, or yeah. something is. You can is. do A-B testing. I just like I hesitate to give her any more advice because like I just I just think it's so wrong. Yeah. That her boss is yeah. Yeah. Because you're being asked to go make fake friends. Yeah. Which we will never tell you. We can't tell you to do that. Go. We don't even like talking about networking that much. Right. Because it feels a little icky. We, and man, I'm surprised that we haven't been asked an online networking question. I bet we're gonna get one now that we're talking yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah. Because we could give you some good advice about yeah. like for people who actually want to be online and like make like network and and talk. Like we, I can I can help you. But this. I can't help you. I don't know what else to say about it. Good luck. Yeah. Let us know what happens. If you, uh, this is a, again a question where we would really love a follow up. If nothing else, we hope that we have bolstered your feeling that your instincts are correct. Yeah, absolutely. If th- this feels incorrect to you, because it's incorrect. Yes, you're not like a weenie. You're not too sensitive. Yeah, you're not too worried. These are all like things that they should have you know, considered. The, the, the job, the task you were given has no end goal. It's extremely murky. Yeah. Yeah. Like what go is the Go make friends. Po- yeah. Go, go just, see a Star yeah, Wars. Go play outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess your question was how do you make professional friends online without being a total jagweed? You can't. You can't. You especially a, when you don't want to do it. You have to be a little bit of a jagweed to make mm, friends. <laughs> this has been Jagweeding with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like to send us a question, please do at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Monica Verma, our agent. Thank you, Alex Cox, for making the studio work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. I feel like there was something we wanted to promote. Um, no. Great. <laughs>